Welcome to a double shot of branding podcast. We're two brand and web designers who have a passion for all things business design and entrepreneurship. We're here to chat about the highs and lows of owning your own business, the importance of brand design, and how to manage it all. Let's dive in. Welcome back to a double shot of branding. Today, Caden and I, Michelle, are going to be talking about how to use consistent con, how using consistent content creates a strong brand. Also, the importance of using branded graphics like PDFs, social graphics, handouts, any sort of client touch points. Um, basically we wanted to chat about this topic because we see this sometimes with our clients and then also with other people that they hire a brand designer and then just kind of DIY everything else from there, which, um, I think we kind of want to talk about this from two standpoints of like, it's okay to DIY your graphics, but you need to know what you're doing to be able to stay on brand. And then the other side of it, like if you have the funds to hire somebody to continue the brand for you, like the brand designer that you just worked with, then that is super important to consider as well. Um, so basically you want to get across the point that after you hire somebody, it's important to keep the flow going with your branded graphics. So we're going to talk more about why that's important and what you can do to keep the brand moving along so that it's super consistent afterwards. Yeah. One thing we see a lot is sometimes um, when you're going through the branding process, clients may not feel 100%. Um, I don't know, like they may not love the design 100%, but they're kind of maybe like settling for it because they have like a deadline they need to meet or, you know, they're just not really sure. So during the project, they're changing your mind a lot. And then you end up being done and they just kind of like accept their branding, whether they maybe, you know, don't love it 100% still. So we want to reiterate to make sure to, you know, choose a designer that you feel comfortable telling that, you know, you don't like something or you want it this way or whatever. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, we're here to design something that you love. And so we want to make sure that you 100% love the project at the end, because if you do, it's going to be really easy for you to continue that branding. And I think that's another reason why um, people struggle with keeping their, you know, content consistent is because also maybe they aren't 100% in love with the designs and then they just kind of like pick and choose what they want to use. And then they might change their mind on colors and stuff. So, um, a lot of clients also just get kind of like design fatigue where they just want to do something different, but it's so, so important to just stay on brand with the colors, with the font choices, with everything like that. That way it all looks consistent and people can start to recognize you. It's really hard for them to recognize you if you're constantly changing the fonts that you use, the colors that you use, because I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but you can scroll through Instagram, like your explore page or Pinterest or wherever, and you can start to recognize brands that you consistently like interact with. And so I know, I know for Michelle and I, we always talk and we notice when other designers kind of start copying another designer who's been doing a certain kind of style of things for a while. And it's really easy to, um, to recognize that and then to recognize when people start copying you. So that recognition is really easy to get when you're using the same thing over and over and over. But it's hard to, if you're constantly changing things, it's just so hard to get that recognition going. Yeah. And I think the people 
start to want to change their graphics because they are somewhat unhappy with their branding. And maybe that's not always the case. But I think if you are somebody who's inclined to stray away from your current brand strategy and brand design and like try out new things, then you might be somebody who's on the verge of wanting a rebrand or a relaunch, which yes. you should listen to the episode that we just launched before this two weeks ago on should you rebrand or relaunch and what's the difference? Because we kind of talk about that in that episode of why people start to get bored with their graphics and it's because they're not really resonating with their brand anymore. So um, that leads to people like straying away from posting, creating content that is on brand and wanting to like try out new things. And I should say that I try out new things as a designer while also keeping my post on brand. So there is like a fine line and there is a way to still incorporate like new designs into your content while staying on brand and still, you know, being creative and getting new ideas out there. I think that's some people have the capabilities to do that themselves with their brand. And some people just like, really should probably just hire their brand designer <laughs> to do that for them. Yeah. And Canva, I think makes it really easy to see like a layout of a design or something that you like and be like, Oh, I just want to use that. But you have to remember to go and change the colors to your color, um, your color palette, change the fonts to your font. So you can still use those graphics that you see on, you know, Canva or any other kind of um, templates that you find. You just have to make sure that you're changing it to your colors, you know, your fonts and everything like that. Because, I mean, layouts, that's a really easy way that you can kind of, you know, change things up and keep up with like trendy designs and stuff. But as long as you're staying consistent with your colors and your fonts and your brand, then it's all going to still like mesh together and still be recognizable. Yeah, for the most part. And I think um, if you have worked with a professional designer, I would, if you haven't already, like ask them to create you some branded Canva templates to start from. Because I think that Canva can be a little bit overwhelming with all of the templates that are out there. Like, even like, in my opinion, you could use like a ton of different templates and change your colors and your fonts to match. And it still will look like a little bit mismatched. Like, I think that there is some consistency that can still be worked on within those graphics, like using straight lines versus rounded lines and stuff like that, which as a non-designer, you might not really recognize when you're creating them. You're like, let me just pull these Canva pre-made templates and change them around. But if you were to all put the graphics together, like they would be a little bit mismatched. That's a good point actually, is to have talk to your designer about creating some templates for you on Canva that you can easily change and make yourself. That's actually... Because mm -hmm. cool. there's like... Um, there's different photo, uh, blocks that you could use. And like, let's say somebody sees an arch photo block and they're like, that's really cool. And they use that in one post. And then the next post they're using like a, a circle photo block or a square mm -hmm. or a rectangle and everything kind of like, doesn't really flow together that well. That's things that designers can help you out with by, yeah, recognizing, you know, create better templates for you. Um, and I honestly feel like, and maybe I'm biased because I make social media templates for my clients, but I feel like the ones that we produce and work on together look so much better than like the 
Yeah. Canva templates. Like I can notice a Canva template because I'm like, oh, I've seen this like 20 other places before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like I said, I think it just ends up being like, they just get sick of looking at the same thing, but you have to realize that like your clients and your potential customers and your ideal target audience, they aren't looking at your stuff every single day like you are. So they aren't necessarily getting sick of it quite like you are, you know, and they aren't seeing every single one of your posts. They aren't seeing all of your Instagram stories. And so they aren't getting bored of it the same way that you are. So I think that's also important to remember to, to step away from your own personal, you know, what you feel about it and what you think it looks like. And if you're bored with it and think about how your client and your customers are interacting with it. And just remember like, staying on brand is so much more important and so much better for you than to kind of be all over the place. I think it's really undervalued here too, that like simple is most of the time better than making some complex sort of design, which I think a lot of people who are trying to DIY their own graphics are thinking, you know, I need to be really innovative. I need innovative. I need to come up with something cool. And they come up with this design that's maybe a little bit too confusing for the eye to digest. So in those scenarios, I always think that simple is better. And I feel like a lot of people in general overthink social media graphics, which are like you and I are totally guilty of doing this for sure. But lately, you know, actually in the last like six months or so, I'm just like, I'm just going to make my graphics as simple as possible, as long as I'm getting the message across that I want to. And those graphics have performed so much better than the ones that I maybe spent like two hours on one Instagram post, like trying to come up with something super cool and unique that I've never seen before. Well, and something you also, I think people forget is you have paid, you've invested so much money in this brand and the designer has helped choose fonts and colors and design, you know, layouts and stuff like that, that they have done research on and will resonate with your target audience. And so it's also supposed to design to like make your life easier so that when you are going to create a PDF or a social media graphic or whatever marketing materials you want, you can just like pop in your fonts, pop in your colors and like be done with it. You don't have to you know, spend hours and hours of working on it, thinking of layouts and thinking of, you know, different ways to design it. It's just, it's meant to help you streamline things and make it straightforward. So especially like font um, and like type hierarchy. So there's a way that um, your eyes will read a, you know, a marketing material, social media graphic, whatever. And so a designer chooses fonts and font sizes that will draw the reader's attention in to so, you know, the most important, you know, most important thing that they're trying to get across message they're trying to get across is in a certain font and a certain size. And then the le- next less important thing is in a smaller font. And then more details are like the, just the paragraph font. So there's also, if you've invested in a full brand, there's an, a type hierarchy that your designer has given you that has, you know, is supposed to, like make your marketing materials and your social media graphics read better and make it like easier to read. Like Michelle and I will constantly send graphics to each other and we cannot like our eyes and our brain cannot focus on the message that they're trying to get across because there's just every so much going on. (laughs) The font is like all the same, you know, text and there's like this huge paragraph. And so 
you know, that's something else to pay attention to is like the hierarchy of your, your typography. Yeah. Which I think can, I think as brand designers, we do the best to give our clients the information that they need to be able to create their own graphics moving forward. But I still think that some people, I don't want to, (laughs) yeah, struggle is a good word. I was going to say, I feel like some people don't have the talent, maybe, but that's really harsh. (laughs) Um, They struggle with understanding, I guess, probably the the design decision. Yeah. Kind of like I would struggle doing my own bookkeeping. Like I'm just not a numbers type of person. I'm a creative type of person. So I just think some people just struggle with it more than others. Um, and if you're, if you think you're, you know, one of those people, then I think it would definitely be worth it to invest in hiring the designer to help you create all of these other graphics for your clients. And, um, Maybe before we talk further, we should probably talk about like what kind of graphics we're talking about. Maybe (laughs) like, yeah, like besides social media graphics, which is what everybody thinks of, you know, the Instagram posts, Pinterest posts, Facebook, um, TikToks, whatever you're creating. There's also a lot of other client touch points that we see our clients um, needing. So brand packaging, if you're somebody who sells physical products, or if you're sending client gifts to your clients, if you are a service provider, um, you might want a branded box or a bag or a mailer or tissue paper or stickers or a business card or a thank you note. Yeah. Like a little, um, a little card that goes in the box. It says like, yeah, find us on socials, anything like that. Any, yeah. Postcard or not postcard, but like the mailers. Yeah. That you send out. Um, yes. Postcard was the word I was looking for. Yes. That goes inside the box. Yeah. So all of those things, which are applicable to both people who sell, um, physical products and service providers. And then outside of that, anything that you're sending digitally, maybe, um, as a service provider to your clients. So welcome packets, pricing guides, course materials, um, freebies, free downloads, um, your email sequence in general. Um, yeah, anything like that, I feel like should all, you should put a lot of love and attention into all of it. Because if I think about some of the, um, some of the work that I have contracted out, like the copywriter that I worked with and everything that she sent me was so on brand that every time now that somebody asks me who to work with for copywriting, like I'm 100% going to tell people to work with her because the whole experience was so elevated for me because everything that she sent me just looked so beautifully, like well thought out and done. And I don't even know if she had a designer or not, but it looks like she had somebody to help her with those graphics. And it just looked so nice that that experience is just overall so much more elevated for me. And I wanted to leave a good review. I want to tell people to work with her because I loved the whole experience overall versus some other, um, some other people that I have worked with in the past who are kind of like out of sight, out of mind, because like, while the one-on-one experience was great, like, I don't, I feel like they don't stand out in my mind as much as some of the other people that I've worked with who have really done a good job, like branding every single thing that they're sending me. 
Mm -hmm. And it's little things that you don't even think will make an impact really. Like you think, oh, a box. Um, like I ordered some of the Pura um, plug-in like scent things, whatever. And like, imagine if they just, it's kind of an expensive product if you're comparing it to like Bath and Body Works, you know, wall plugins. So imagine if they just sent me this, the wall plugin with just like a piece of paper with instructions on how to set it up and the scent things just kind of like thrown in there. Okay. I would get that thing and I'd be like, what the heck did I just pay all this money for? Like, this is just like, is this really a good product? Like, is this going to actually work? You know, it creates kind of, um, that untrustworthiness, but what in reality, like when they, when I received my package, it was placed in this beautiful box and the scents were, you know, in the box next to it. Like they had this whole packaging and opening. It was an experience. And then they had like a little booklet that explained how to do everything. And it was just very well put together and well designed and represented the price that I paid for that item. So mm-hmm. you also have to think about, um, that too. So yeah, it's not just social, social media graphics. It's, how you are presenting your product to your client and whether or not they're going to recognize that value by the choices you make in your packaging or your mailer box and the design of the actual like item, um, mm-hmm. even down to like the, the instructions on how to use the item. If you're just printing it out on a piece of paper with your logo on top, you know, in times new Roman font, they're going to be like, <laughs> Versus a little booklet that has maybe, you know, like in this case for the pure thing, like pictures and, you know, instructions and little tips and scent um, recommendations and stuff like that. So you're also, that also made me be like, oh, this scent, the way they describe this scent, like that makes me kind of want to try that. So that in turn would make me make another purchase from them. So Mm -hmm. your branding and being consistent with your materials from the smallest thing, like a social media graphic to the biggest thing, like the actual product that you are um, giving your clients is so important and can make such a difference. Yeah. And I think people really want to feel special, like who doesn't. So when you open up a package like that and it's just so, it just feels like really custom to you. And like, they put a lot of time and effort into creating this packaging for you you're more likely to want to share on social media, like the package you just got or share with your friends and family. Like, look at this cool package I just received. And that's how you grow your brand organically without even having to really work for it. I mean, initially you have to with creating all the beautiful designs, but I think that work eventually does work for itself (laughs) in getting people to share your content for you. So even if, um, like the little, some, a lot of people will put coupon, um, codes and stuff in a package. So if you're just slapping that coupon code on, you know, a piece of just a small, like business card size paper, and then the font that you're using is just all the same. Like, I'm not going to be able to quickly see that this is like a coupon code and I'm probably going to throw it away and not even realize it. You know what I mean? Versus a, um, you know, a handout that is designed where it's like 20% off is in a much bigger font and very easy to see when you, you know, pick up a card and glance at it for two seconds. So, and you do that by staying consistent with, you know, like we mentioned before, the type and the font and the hierarchy and the sizing and stuff that your designer gives you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think anything, anything that kind of jumps out to 
a client like that is just going to be so much more like impactful for them, going to make you like super memorable in their brains. And like I said, want, want them to share whatever they can. Just like, if I know that this is a 20% off coupon, I'm not going to just throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I have thrown away so many of those coupons from products that I've bought from Amazon. Cause they're just on like a little white piece of paper. That's like smaller than a business card. I'm like, what? And then I just throw it away. <laughs> um, if you're able to, you know, hire a designer to continue the process where, whether that's, you know, a monthly retainer, if you have a lot of content that you're pushing out and things that you need, or if it's just on a one-off basis, like I think people forget, like they pay their dessert, you know, invest in a designer and then they have their brand and they kind of forget about the designer, but really your designer can help you, you know, maintain that brand consistency and help you, you know, elevate your products even further with additional, um, design needs. So that's something to think of is to always, you know, you can refer back to your designer to help you create a PDF or, you know, a handout or marketing material or anything else like that. Yeah. And if you are thinking that you probably can't afford this, like if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I, I can't afford to continue working with the designer, you can also ask them for maybe more affordable ways to work with them. So a lot with a lot of my clients, people will come to me and ask to, as opposed to making like the entire 20 page PDF for them, um, which they might need like four of those. So let's say they've got, they're creating a course and they need like four different PDFs that are each 20 pages each. Like I might make a template for them for one of those four. So they have a 20 page template for me and then they can go and create the other three PDFs themselves. Um, so I create the template for them, which is like a money savings for them, but then they go and create the rest. So at least they have like a baseline of something to work on as opposed to hiring me to create like the four PDFs separately, which would be a lot more money. Um, so there are ways that you can still work with designers. Just reach out to the one that you are working with and see if they'll work within your budget. Cause I think it's really like one of the best investments that you can make in your business, especially if you've already invested in brand design to, continue working with that person for all of your other graphics. If you can ask them to make templates, to make the cost cheaper. Um, also want to touch briefly on how I think it's super important to hire a website designer after you have professionally paid for a brand. And if you can't at the very least purchase a website template or something that's like really well done to get your brand or to get your website off the ground and running like something that can elevate it because I, it just really makes me sad to see people hire a professional brand designer and then DIY their website. And let me tell you, I can tell when somebody has DIY their website for sure. Definitely there. You'd be surprised. I mean, initially you're reaching out to a designer to create your logos and your brand because you know that you aren't the best at, you know, that creative thing. So then you try to tackle your website and then everything is just kind of goes awry. So definitely if you can't afford, um, you know, a custom website, there are so many good templates out there that you can use to get started and edit yourself that can save you a lot of money, but still look good and still help you maintain that, you know, luxury look or feel that you're trying to go for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do work with a lot of people who will buy website templates and have me, um, 
change the colors and fonts to their brand. And it still looks really, really well. Yeah. So we hope you guys understand the importance of maintaining consistency across all of your platforms and the ways you interact with your clients and how important it is to, you know, stick to your brand. Even honestly, even if you don't love your brand, stick to it until you're ready to invest in, you know, a full new brand because the in-between where you're kind of DIYing and just kind of mod podging a bunch of different things together is doing nothing for you. And it's, it's almost so confusing to your audience too. Yeah. It's almost negating the money that you invested in branding in the first place. So I would also recommend, even if you aren't hundred percent in love with it, um, just stick to it until you're ready to invest in a full rebrand. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Don't try like don't try playing with a color palette for your audience. Like do that privately. (laughs) Yeah. And also remember that, you know, your designer is looking at it from an outside perspective. They are, um, a neutral, you know, they're Switzerland in your industry. So they're doing research and they're making choices based on the business goals you have and the audience that you're, that you say that you're trying to target. So you also should trust them a little bit in their expertise in what they are recommending for you. Um, That could be a whole nother episode, but just taking your personal bias and your personal preference out of it, because um, even though you might think that you are your own ideal client, because this is your business, your idea, um, you nine times out of 10 aren't really, you know, so trust that your designer has made made decisions, um, design decisions for you that are for the better of your business. You know, there's a lot of thought and strategy that goes into why we do what we do and why we choose the design elements and the colors and the fonts and the things that we do. So um, just remember that as you are working with a designer and if you are DIYing your stuff or you aren't working with a designer after your initial branding, just try to stay consistent as possible. Yep. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, all right, well, guys. Well, thanks you for listening to this episode of a double shot, double shot of branding. We will see you next week.